Hello, you are listening to episode 28 of the Mindful Maddie pod. Today I'm talking about shadow work. Um, We're getting a little emotional. I definitely have a little bit of a breakdown in this episode, but if you want to stick with me through that, um, about 23 minutes in, I'm giving you the inside scoop of one of my exercises that I do with my self-love clients in 90 Days of Self-Love. Um, doing shadow work, talking to you why it's important, why it's relevant, how it comes up, what it looks like, and then answering some questions at the end. Well, actually, I'm not answering them. I'm giving you questions to answer on your own, and I'm explaining them in detail to clarify some things for free. Amazing. Love that love providing value for free for you. I have so much value to share. I have so much value to give to you surrounding self-love and your mindset. Um, And I'm going to continue to keep doing that as much as I can, even when I feel like I'm struggling, right? There's still value to be had. There's still lessons to be learned. Um, There's always darkness before the dawn. Thank you, Florence and the Machine. I don't know where I'm going with this. I've got my podcast voice on. Um, Yeah. All right. You just enjoy this episode and listen with um, open eyes, open mind, open heart. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Thank you. And here we go. Hello. And welcome to the Mindful Maddie pod. This is Maddie May coming at you live. Um, Coming at you from an interesting angle today. This is going to be an interesting episode. (laughs) I don't really know where it's going. But I took a week off last week. That was really for no other reason than I was out there living life doing the things and didn't have the like space to sit down and do this so I apologize for that um and there's this level of like I didn't want to to record a podcast today because I've been feeling sick since Tuesday and ugh, I'm just tired man And there's this, yeah, like I have this idea that if I'm truly open and sharing at all times, it feels like the only thing you're getting from me is that I'm like a sad person. (laughs) Because a lot of the times it feels like I'm down. And so when I share that and I try to share that from an empowered place to be vulnerable and to, to show others that it's safe to share where you're at... It does feel like I'm doing a disservice as the self-love queen, right? Like, it feels like that is fake. And now, here I am, and I've, I've recorded many episodes about mental health, and I feel like not all my episodes can be about how 
mental health is an ongoing struggle and it doesn't just change overnight. Um, and these like waves of feeling happy and feeling like I'm on the right track can also be at their low points feeling like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. Every day is a new day and it could be the same, it could be better, it could be worse. Um, And that's just kind of what mental health is. And I am probably going to get emotional because this has just been something that's been hard for me. It makes me feel like an imposter and it makes me feel like I have so like I have so much value to provide. I have so much to share, but I feel like I'm really inconsistent in my ability to be in that creative flow, if that makes sense. (laughs) And when I get sick, after last summer and, like, last year of being sick, um, just off and on and, like, never knowing when it's gonna go away or when I'm gonna feel better, and then finding out that it was mono, like, late in the year, ever since then, I'm just, like... I get so triggered by getting the slightest, like, sniffle or whatever. And so it just really, like, stunts my ability to show up how I want to. And that's hard for me. In a perfect world, I would... be firing on all cylinders at all times and you guys would get the best of me and even yeah like even when I'm not feeling my best it would still be a consistent flow of value added surrounding self-love and confidence and um connecting to yourself I literally have to blow my nose hold on So, I guess I'm just here today hoping that someone can relate out there and that this is helpful for someone who maybe experiences depression and knows those waves of emotion that I'm talking about um, and just the kind of the, like, inconsistency of your mind versus, like, what you want to do. It's hard to stick to the plan when like I just want to you know like be in my bed (laughs) there's this meme that's going around and it's like fuck being a girl boss I want to be a girl moss and I just want to be absorbed back into the earth (laughs) just want to lay on the ground and be absorbed That's how I feel right now. And and that feels self like that feels selfish in a way too, because I feel really grateful for the life I've created for myself. And there are some things that I'm like struggling with, and that feels like ungrateful to 
the version of me that's been like working to get to where I am now. Like it's it's not enough yet and I'm still struggling with my mental health because it's not enough. But I also want to say, and I think I'm realizing in this very moment, like, both of those things can be true at the same time. I can be a girl boss and a girl moss. I can have an endless flow of creativity and value to add and have days that I just want to lay in my bed. I just want to show up. Yeah. I just want to show up and support others in finding themselves again and finding self-love. And it feels hard when... I'm I'm working on finding that again myself. Self-love never goes away once you have like seen it and felt it, but it is something you have to work at consistently. You don't get any days off. It's also not something you have to like work to do. It's something that you have to learn to be and the consistency can follow from there and so I think what I'm feeling inspired to do is share a little bit about some of my modules that I well just one module that I do with my clients as a self-love coach and a mindset coach and something that I think is super important when you're in a place where you're wanting to heal some things, um, but maybe you have really negative self-talk, really negative body image, low self-esteem, maybe you don't like the way you react and respond to some things, maybe you have a harsh reaction or you blow up at the people you love, maybe you have a hard time with people pleasing and not saying how you truly feel in fear of others not liking it or not agreeing or shaming you for that. These are things that I have, well, dealt with personally and then also as a coach, these are things that have come up. Emotional regulation is a big part of self-love and learning how to care for your oneself. And I think a lot of that, if we unbox that and uncover that and start to unwrap it, is something called shadow work. There are reasons and core beliefs and patterns and habits that you have created throughout your lifetime 
based on your home relationships, your family dynamics, your relationship with peers, teachers, um, yeah, anything, sports, music, talent, like any competition of any kind, um, any coach you've ever had, those, oops, sorry, those things have created a way that you see yourself and the way that you exist and act and respond in the world. And some of those things can be detrimental to your beliefs about yourself. So for example, a shadow that I have had to work on and have worked on with a coach and have worked on on my in my own time like it's something that definitely keeps coming up was my relationship with my coaches growing up um and feeling like I wasn't good enough that's like the core shadow the core wound Um, that if I found, or if anyone found out that that's how I felt, or if they found out that I, you know, wasn't this insane athlete, that they would look at me differently, and they would be ashamed of me. Um, and as I started to unwrap that idea, like, what came up is that my coaches really impacted the way I saw myself and my body and my talent as an athlete and really just as a person in general. Um, Yeah, it was really hard for me to... show up and play at a level that I knew I could play and that my coaches had seen me play many times before or seen glimpses of, but I had so much anxiety about fucking up because they would get mad at me, because my dad would get mad at me. And truly because I just didn't think I was good enough because I had been told so many times, like, hey, Maddie... If you just did this, then you'd be good enough. Or another player would be brought in in my same position and I'd be told, here's some competition. So if you're not going to show up and play at the level we need you to play, this player is going to take your spot. I was constantly on edge about my spot being taken from me, about not being good enough. Um... And that was just the narrative that was sold to me. Like, the tactic of the coaching was like, all right, if you're not going to do it with no pressure on you, we're going to put all the pressure on you and see how you do then. And then I just was put in situations where, like, I couldn't win. Um, And that created a lot of anxiety. And that made me feel like I wasn't good enough. So let's get in more. That was a longer example than I was trying to explain. But I feel like that's important because shadow work is about these disempowering beliefs that we have about ourselves. 
um, and where those come from. And the more we uncover those, the more we're able to then choose different empowering beliefs, right? And build from there, build a foundation from there instead of from this negative disempowering view of myself of not feeling good enough and so then in throughout my life I play out that I'm not good enough in every aspect of my life that's probably even a little bit of what's happening you know as I was getting upset earlier in this episode is like just feeling like I I I know I know what I have to give and have to provide but I, but I still have this, like, core belief that I'm, like, never going to be good enough. <laughs> I love myself, and I am an empowered version of myself today because I've done this work, but that does not mean that I don't struggle with these core wounds, that I experienced and that built up over time. Like it takes a lot of work to uncover those things. And my job, my choice as a self-love coach is to help people uncover those things. So then, and create tools around them to, to manage them, to understand them, to feel them and move through them so that then, you know, in the future when that comes up again, it's, it doesn't, like pull you down the way it used to and and stop you in your place so let's talk a little bit more about shadow work and then I'll wrap it up this module that I provide for my clients is about addressing your shadows in shadow work if you've never heard of it before is this idea that we have parts of us that feel dark or scary or embarrassing or shameful or unlovable. Um, We may not even be conscious of these things. We may ignore them or repress them. Um, And shadow work is is the work of identifying and integrating your unconscious psyche around those things. So shadows in your life may look like triggers, patterns, or projections. Triggers being like people, places, even like songs or things that create an emotional reaction, a strong emotional reaction. Um, The only example I can literally think of about that is (laughs) when I was sexually assaulted by a friend I every time I would hang out with that friend group after that whether that person was there or not I would get triggered um, being around those friends and so I had to like remove myself from that friend group in order to like address that shadow um, because it was very triggering so That's an example of a trigger. That's a really intense example of a trigger, so I apologize, but that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Patterns. An example of a shadow that's a pattern in your life. Maybe a bad habit. Maybe a repetitive cycle that's negatively impacting you. So, I'm just... as In this episode, we're just talking about me. 
I will be, I will fall on the sword for this episode. Bad habits for me have been smoking weed and habitually using weed to avoid being triggered (laughs) or um, avoid looking at some of the things that I've experienced. And that has definitely been something I use as a crutch and not in like a recreational, like social fun way. So I know that that negatively impacts me because when I start smoking, like there just will be a period where I kind of avoid responsibility. Um, I am less social. Um, I spend a lot more time sleeping. I can't sleep until I've smoked. So just that kind of thing where it's like negatively impacting the natural rhythm of my body, um, my relationships, etc. Projections are shadows in the way that you show up in the world, the masks you use to protect yourself around others. So maybe you're a people pleaser and you would prefer to not have to decide what we're doing today because then you'd have to actually look at what you want and that's really hard, that's maybe triggering, that's maybe something you avoid doing because there's a shadow there. There's a reason you became a people pleaser in the first place. There's a reason you put others' needs before yourself. And for example, if you grew up with a narcissistic parent who invalidated your emotions or your reality, it was much easier to be a people pleaser and allow other people to make the decision so you weren't faced with the consequences of speaking your truth or having an opinion that was differing from that parent. What creates our shadows? So those were the examples of what shadows might look like in your life, right? Those, I just gave a lot of examples about me. Um, Those are what shadows may look like. There's many other ways that that can come up. We can talk about that together. What creates our shadows? As we grow up, we experience situations that separate right from wrong and develop our core beliefs about ourselves. Like, this is what I said earlier, like, family dynamics, right? Peers, teachers, coaches, um, just your home situation in general. Maybe even happy memories, bad memories, traumatic situations. So, like the example I made with a narcissistic parent... Um, And then that child then turning into a people pleaser or having people pleasing tendencies. That's an example of how a shadow was created. There was a family dynamic at home. The child was doing, figuring out their own way to protect themselves from pain or upset or sadness or, you know, abuse maybe. Um... And so they have created this projection of people-pleasing to keep themselves safe. And that is now a shadow that lies under the people-pleasing, under the family dynamics, and into this core belief of like, oh, I truly don't believe that my opinion and my truth deserves to be heard. And so that's where the shadow work really will start, is getting to that core belief that's under these layers of what the shadows look like in your life and what's created that shadow in general. Um, 
So shadow work is just meant to help you understand the parts of yourself that you tend to avoid and keep in the dark so you can gain self-awareness and really begin to accept yourself and live more mindfully and live more fully. Um, Unhealthy coping mechanisms are a symptom of our emotions, maybe around the shadows, and they act as an attempt, I guess, to like protect ourselves from pain and disappointment, like I just said. So my unhealthy coping mechanism of smoking weed was something that I used to cover up my feeling of social anxiety. Whoa, I just laughed too hard into the mic about social anxiety. Um, and it was just there to help me cover up intense emotions because that was a painful thing for me to experience without being medicated quote unquote so the last part of this exercise that I do with my clients is a little reflection and I'm gonna walk you through these questions um, so you can kind of do this exercise on your own so I'll make a note in the in the old episode notes at what time we're at here so that you can kind of do this exercise if you're wanting to um, starting now. (laughs) So here are the reflection questions. For all reflections, I like to start with sitting down, grabbing something to drink, getting really comfy, maybe lighting a candle, maybe lighting some incense, some Palo Santo, um, maybe an essential oil diffuser. Whatever is going to help you kind of ground into like silence and um, this kind of moment for yourself to be able to reflect um, without distractions. So don't want the TV on. You can put music on. Um... Just maybe not like, (laughs) I don't, I mean, yeah, put whatever music makes you want to journal and feel good and sit down and chill, okay? That's up to you, I guess. And we're going to take a deep breath together, roll our shoulders back, maybe stretch out our body. Ah, That always feels so good. Here are your reflection questions around shadow work. What parts of myself am I afraid to share with others because it feels bad, embarrassing, or unlovable? This is where you're going to identify the triggers, the patterns, the projections, um, the disempowering beliefs you have about yourself. Maybe a story you tell yourself. Maybe some a story that, you know, you're ashamed of, something you've done that you're ashamed of. This is a judgment-free zone. When you're journaling, you don't have to tell anyone what you wrote down. This is for you and you only. The next question is, what types of thoughts and emotions do I try to silence or avoid when they come up? Do 
Do you get really uncomfortable when you get sad? Do you, do you feel yourself starting to cry and hold it in? <laughs> Clearly, I do not. <laughs> I also, there is this thing where people, everyone does this. They'll be like, they'll start to cry and they'll say, I'm sorry. And I literally want to, I want to grab their face and say, don't apologize. Stop. You don't have to be sorry. Crying is a, is movement through your emotions. That is transmuting that energy out of your body. We may, as kids, have been told, don't cry, you know, like stop crying, don't be a baby. But at the end of the day, crying is so cathartic and it is one of the best ways to move uncomfortable energy out of your body. So if something comes up and you need to cry, let yourself cry. If you're someone who can't let yourself cry, I had a client once who would say they they couldn't cry, but they felt they would start to feel anger and rage when they got upset. And so we really worked on why that was and where that belief came from that you can't cry but you can go get frustrated and go kick and scream somewhere else and and throw something at the wall and what it came down to was yeah there wasn't a safe place to cry without judgment or embarrassment I did my best to provide that place and that person was able to start to accept their emotions a bit more as we started to uncover the reasons why they felt that way. Next question is, when am I most critical with myself? (laughs) Is it when you're crying? (laughs) Are you calling yourself a baby? Are you saying, stop crying? Don't be dumb. Don't be annoying. Don't embarrass yourself, right? Do you get, like, um, I guess, yeah, like, social anxiety in public and, like, don't, don't like to express yourself? Or do you say something and then immediately wish you took it back? (laughs) Sorry, I laughed again, but that, that one I feel, I feel that one. Are you critical when you're looking in the mirror? And you don't like what you see. And you are judging yourself. Are you critical when you're stressed out? Do you tell yourself to calm down? Because that never fucking works. I remember my brother always used to say that. He would like say it as a joke. He'd say, calm down. And that would just infuriate me even more. You know what I mean? So that's an example. Okay, what memories from childhood stick out as negative experiences? Are there moments in your childhood that you reflect on or go back to when I ask this question? Do you feel like those are things that shaped you? And the last question is, what experiences as an adult have brought up feelings of shame, guilt, or rejection? I got the sniffles along one second. And what experiences as an adult have brought up feelings of shame, guilt, and or rejection? 
This can be work-related, relationship-related, friendship, family, social media-related. That's a big one now, I feel like. Um, Dimming your light so others don't judge you for expressing yourself in your fullest. Or thinking like it's super chuggy or cringy to post about what you're passionate about because of others' opinions. Um, there are so many more examples for adult shame and guilt and rejection. I feel like that's just like such a big part um, of shadow work is like those feelings have an origin and they have a starting place. Um, and so this kind of exercise is meant to help you start to uncover where those things came from so that you can approach them from a place of compassion and love and understanding and say, hey, I hear you and I understand you. This is talking to yourself. I hear you and I understand you and I know those things aren't true. They may feel true to you, but hey, this is where they came from. This is why they were there. They were there to protect you and keep you safe. And now it's time to let them go. You don't need them anymore. That is all for the shadow work module. If you work with me, we go back through those questions together and then we get to do an empowered version of them. So if you are interested in working with me in a one-on-one capacity and working through more modules and more journaling reflections like this one that I just went through with you, um, feel free to reach out. 90 Days of Self-Love with me is open. And I'm here to help you uncover some of these things so you can live a more free and compassionate and self-loving experience of yourself, for sure. All right. I think that's all I have to say. And... I just want to say thank you for sticking through this episode if you have. I did not know what direction I was going to head in, but I'm glad it went to shadow work because there are some there are some shadows for me that have come up that I'm dealing with that I faced a little bit here today and I appreciate you taking the time to listen and make you know your own conclusions about um yeah this is a place free of judgment free of shame and I'm always here to continue this discussion and be vulnerable and be open and maybe I'm gonna cry and (laughs) if you're a real one that doesn't bother you so thank you so much for listening I hope to have you join us next time on the Mindful Maddie pod. Have a beautiful day. Bye.